0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Elevation Podcast, hosted by the Colorado PGA. My name is Holly Champion, and I'm the section's Education and Membership Director. It's 2023, and Colorado has not one, but two USGA Major Championships within the section. Join me in hearing from PGA General Manager Steve Wallace from Eisenhower Golf Club at the United States Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Steve and his team are hosting the U.S. Girls Junior Championship and are the first ever military installation to host such an event. Our next guest is PGA head professional Andrew Shuck from Cherry Hills Country Club in Cherry Hills Village. Andrew and his staff have teamed up with Graham Cliff at Colorado Golf Club in Parker to host the U.S. Amateur Championship. Debuting a new clubhouse with an awe inspiring Hall of Champions, Andrew brings a unique perspective about hosting the most elite amateur championship in the world. Without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Elevation Podcast. Andrew, th- Stephen, thank you both for joining us for this episode of the Elevation Podcast centered around you both hosting USGA championships this year. I'm really excited to have you both on and just kind of learn about your experience and uh, what you're looking forward to hosting. So Andrew, we'll start with you. Just kind of tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah, I've been a PGA professional for almost 25 years and I came from the East Coast. Uh, moved to Colorado in 2021 with my family. Um, Just been blessed. I I went to a a PGM university at Methodist, Methodist University, and that kind of put me onto my uh, career path. And I was lucky enough to work at some of the best clubs and from some of the best golf professionals kind of ever to live like Bill Strawsball, Bob Ford. So um, I've been blessed and uh, there's nothing in my life that I've known that i have wanted to do besides be a golf professional so i uh no i'm loving colorado and i love being at cherry hills and and i am at the absolute dream job of my lifetime so
0: that's really cool i always i have to remember that you're a fellow methodist alum yes love love my time at mu
2: that's
1: right
0: steve tell us a little bit about your background
2: i was born and raised in rhode island and, uh, not great for the golf industry, but I, I didn't start playing golf till I was probably 21 or so. And then, uh, I talked to a friend of mine that was a, a an assistant at Preston Trails in Dallas. We got talking and I, it sounded like something I would enjoy. So I moved to Arizona where I spent 20 years in the golf business starting out at the Wigwam Resort, which is a 54 hole monstrous, busy place, um, I went to I went to college back east too. But again, nothing to do with golf until I be until I became a young guy. And then um, twenty years there I had the, the privilege of opening two two brand new golf courses from scratch, working with the architects, working with the builders. And then um and then I got an opportunity to work for the Air Force, which I knew nothing about but one of my members at one of my clubs was a retired Air Force colonel and said, hey, we're opening up this new golf course in, in uh, Phoenix if you're interested in applying. And again, I knew nothing about it. So I did that and opened that club from scratch and ran it for seven or eight years or so. And then the opportunity to move to Colorado with the Air Force Academy came up in 2011. So in my 28th year of being a PGA member, I, I took this job and uh, – as andrew mentioned with his job it's it's been a great place I, it's a tremendous facility the, the people i work with and for um are awesome everybody in this place has a story every single person has, has some incredible military story so it, it's humbling to be here
0: yeah, definitely. Military properties are always such a unique experience. I've had the privilege of coming on a couple of them uh, in Colorado Springs and out of state. My husband was was Air Force as well. Mm. And uh, it's always such a unique experience. And the people that run them are amazing people. So kudos to you for sure. Mm. Um, so, Steve, you're hosting the U.S. Girls Junior Championship in July. Tell us a little bit about... Um, you know, when that is, and what you're most excited about for hosting that event.
2: Uh, it's July 17th through the 22nd. And uh, the, the registration starts the 14th and then two days of practice rounds, two days of stroke play, cut from 156 to 64. And I've been to two of these just to see how they run. I went to Old Stone last year, and then I went to Century World a, a couple of years ago, uh, watched the, and watched these girls play. And I knew that they'd be good, but I had no idea they'd be that good. It's it's just it's absolutely incredible the talent of these players. And so our event was originally scheduled for 2020, and um, it got delayed because of COVID. And it wasn't until three weeks before the event was to happen that they canceled it. So we had spent we had spent a year and a half with the USGA prepping for this. So then, um, you know, back on this year, but the USJ has been on property here probably 15 times since 2018. So they, they have an intimate knowledge of this facility and for the golf course. And I'm just excited about, you know, the main thing for us is in 125 years of the USJ's history, this is the first time they've ever held an event or a championship on a military installation. So it's, it's an honor to be that, that golf course.
0: Wow. Being first is an amazing experience yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and I know you have two golf courses at Eisenhower, which course are they playing for the tournament?
2: So they'll play the blue course, which is the only um, original Robert Trent Jones senior course in the state. So he's, he's redone a couple of them. And in fact, his son Bob Jones will be here on, on property. And he's designed a couple of hundred of his own. So um he'll be holding court here too. But the blue course is also the, uh, the course that we host a Division One college event on every year. It's one of the oldest running Division One college events in the country. It's, I think, we're 55 years now. So that's in September. So starting from about now, as Andrew will attest to, uh, we have this event, and then we jump right into a 120-person member guest for four days and then a club championship and then a college tournament and then snow. So, you know, the snow will be welcome this year, I think.
0: Yeah, so you're not <laughs> going to be a busy guy at all this summer, it's, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew, you're hosting the U.S. Amateur. Um, tell us when that is and what you're most excited about.
1: Yeah, the, the U.S. Amateur is August 14th through August 20th. And uh, it's a 312-player field, which is the largest event the USGA hosts. It's the... Uh, you know, the most highly rated amateur event in the world. Um, it's kind of in our bylaws to to host major championships at Cherry Hills. This is our 10th USA championship, and we've hosted 15 majors um, in our history. So this is our third amateur, um, USAM, and we our club is just really excited about kind of giving back to the community. We've got a great um, experience for juniors that we've created. Um, we're, you know, we're looking forward to bringing the community in to helping us volunteer um, and then charitable, you know, we've raised maybe more money than any USGA amateur has in, in the millions where we're going to be giving back to three to four charities in the community. So we're really proud of that. And, you know, it's just it's part of our DNA to to do these events. And every seven to 10 years, Cherry Hills is, um, you know, a part of, of championship golf and you know, it's great for the community to for, for, to be at the you know the Air Force and the Broadmoor and Cherry Hills um, I know the USA loves being in Colorado and um, we're going to be on NBC the events going to be broadcast on NBC and Golf Channel um, the players will have about seven or eight Walker cup players named the week before at the Western AM. So they'll travel here a week early. And so the Walker cup team will be formed after um, our event. The champion probably will make that team. And then they head to St. Andrews for the Walker cup. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot of excitement. And I think if you can, Walk the final match five feet from the contestants. It's a really neat experience for the fans. Um, we're very heavy on juniors and bringing all the juniors from the community out, all the high schools, and um, and then you know even for the players, we have a hall of champions. We've reserved that entryway for the club for you know we can foresee the two finalists walking through that hall of champions and seeing the glass casing for their history to be made and we have we asked them to give us a club from all the champions and we can you know they can see all that and we're hoping they walk through that kind of hall of champions together and kind of look at each other and at the end of the day in 36 holes history will be made at cherry hill so um we we really want the community to come out and, you know, all the PGA professionals. Um, we really want to just open our doors and just let everybody experience, experience Cherry Hills. So we're excited, really excited about
2: all of that.
0: That sounds like a really special experience for, for the two that'll be able to walk through. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been since you guys, you guys just finished a clubhouse remodel, right?
1: We did. Yes. It took about two and a half years. So we're, we got in around the master's time this year. So New building, great hospitality. It's 100,000 square feet. So we got plenty of room to uh, make some memories hospitality-wise as well.
0: Very good. Yeah, I, have, I haven't had the privilege to see it since the remodel, but I was lucky enough to see it a couple times before that. And uh, if it's anything like the uh, version 1.0, it's yeah. going to be very special and very memorable for those for those players. So excited yeah. to see that.
1: Well, you're welcome. We can't wait to show you, Holly.
0: Sounds good. Um, and... Andrew, what was it like kind of going through the selection process? Um, how did, how did Cherry get selected for this particular major?
1: Yeah. Our um, previous professional, John Ogden, secured the event probably back. I would, I think it was 2017, maybe 2018. The USGA released a road of about five historic clubs that were um, going to get the amateur. So it really is just a, a conversation. We're actually going through that same conversation now, um, for what our next championship will be. We're meeting with the USGA, uh, quite a bit, like Steve had mentioned, he, he's seen the USGA a lot as well. So, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a natural process. Um, you, you really just, you kind of match visions and goals and, um, it's a pretty casual conversation over a long period of time, but, um, for us, we do have a history of of hosting championships with USGA. We feel like we're a USGA type of club. So I haven't really been on the front end for the USAM, but um, but right now we are meeting with them for our future championships. So it, it's a good process. It's fun. It's natural. You don't you don't feel uncomfortable at all. It's just really just meeting with their executive committee and their staffer. So it's fun.
0: I bet. And Steve, what was it like for your process? I know yours is a little different because you were selected for 2020 and then everything shut down. Um, tell us and kind of walk us through your experience on how you became to be the host for the U.S. Girls.
2: I think it was 2018 when the Broadmoor hosted the Senior Open. I think that's the date. So the the 2020 host for the Girls Junior had had backed out, I believe. So. So a conversation took place at the Broadmoor, where they were looking for a a host for that 2020 event, and I wasn't involved in the direct conversation at the time. But uh, they were looking for something with a similar setting as the Broadmoor, and and we're about as close as you can get to that of of anybody around here, with just the way our course plays and the, and the trees and the and the landscape. So um, the, the kind of neat thing about this this process is. That these cost a lot of money to host. Well, we don't have a lot of money, being the Air Force, right? So, uh, so the uh, Colorado Golf Association is is actually acting as the host of this of this tournament. So they've raised a lot of money through the generosity of a lot of people in this area. So it's a kind of a collaboration, I believe, a first time ever between the USGA. A golf association and the host golf course so that's kind of how that, that whole process started they came out for a site visit after we had the discussion about hey we can we can host it and they like the property and, and pretty much on the spots so that we'd love to have it here
0: that's really cool i did not know that i remember trying to help plan for mm-hmm. us kind of stepping in and coasting but i uh i didn't realize it was- that it was that quickly <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, the PGA was actually the Carl PGA was actually involved in it as well, um, but for a variety of reasons that that didn't materialize. So the USGA, I mean the uh, CGA, is the sole host of this, and they've been great to work with. And, and I'm telling you, and I'm sure Andrew can attest to this. The USGA is so Tracy Parsons is our championship coordinator for this. This is her 40th championship that she's that she's done. Oh. In fact, she left here yesterday on her way to uh, Century World for two weeks at the Senior Open. To fly back to New Jersey for two days, and fly out here for two weeks. Um, and th- there's not a question that I have that they don't have an answer for. They, they, they all have these giant binders, and I ask a the question, they flip to page seventy-three, and there's my answer. And 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 we've had um, we have two hundred volunteers, we have ninety caddies and our volunteer committees and our committee chairs have been amazing. So so all this early uh, anxiety that I had kind of going into this has been greatly relieved by USGA, the CGA and and just the quality people that we have assisting us on this event.
0: Very nice. It's nice to to hear from both of you that you have so much support sure. um, in your own ways. I mean that's that's got to make this whole process easier for both of you.
2: That's fine. It's just an incredible team, team effort, huge team effort. And for us, we have a little more, we have security forces, we have armed guards at the gates. We have, you know, it's a little bit different look. That's, I know that's one of your questions down the road, like what makes us unique to the players? Well, there's going to be a lot of uniqueness to the, to the players here.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, I've never played your golf course, Steve, but uh, I've been on it quite a few times in just helping run junior junior tournaments in the past. You guys have mm-hmm. hosted a mm-hmm. a lot of stuff for for the section and for the former Junior Golf Alliance, and and mm-hmm. it's an amazing property I think to be on, and it is just that different experience because you do have to go through the gate, you have to meet security. There's just kind of right. a different environment, so yes, it's, uh, it's very cool. And on the flip side, with uh, Andrew's property there at Cherry Hills. I had the privilege of going to the BMW when you guys hosted it. Was that 2015? 14. 2014. Okay. And uh, you have just a completely different environment coming on property, but I think it's just as special, right? Um, awesome. Such great hosts in, in both of your unique ways. So I think having two championships in, in the section in the same year is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Andrew, what do you think the competitors will find interesting or unique about your golf course?
1: Well, I think you were just talking a little bit about history. I mean, just to know the history of Cherry Hills, you know, coming through the Hall of Champions, which is very important to us as an entry to show our history and, and uh, how dedicated we are to the game of golf. Teeing off the first tee with the the tee, the plaque where Arnold Palmer drove the first green to come from seven behind, seven behind to win the 1960 Open. Um, I mean, you know, I think. I just think the feel of the members, just how gracious and welcoming our club is and how important it is for us. Uh, we're housing players. Peyton Manning is our honorary chairman, and he's heavily, heavily involved with the uh, player player um, experience. And so, I, you know, I just think everything that's on the line, you, if you win the tournament, you get into two to three majors. And if you're runner-up, you actually get into the Masters and the United States Open. So, yeah, I, I think – we're a parkland course, um, and it's unique for Colorado. Is, you know, it's very walkable, and I think the players with with the elevation, yeah, you know, how far they'll hit the ball, it'll be a big adjustment for them. And to see Gordon served and hit it 380 at La Country Club, I can only imagine what he's going to do on our golf course. So, our members, you know, from the 2012 amateur. From the field, there's been 60-plus tour victories and eight majors won. So our members really dive into housing the players and developing relationships. And so I think the feel for, for that event will be different. And uh, our goal, which was the same in 1960 at the Open, was you know just to have the best event ever run. And we, we've definitely had some great historic events. So um, I, I think all in all, the players will feel a ton of love being here and i haven't mentioned colorado golf club graham cliff and their staff um they're our co-hosts so we we're not as fortunate as uh, steve to have everything on property or steve might be using one golf course but we need two golf courses so playing colorado golf club which has hosted a usga championship the online cup and the senior pga in our area we feel like it it's all about the player experience from the usga side so we we couldn't have provided probably two different or two of the best golf courses possible in our area in Denver. So all that together, we're going to, we're going to feel like we'll blow it out for the participants and, and make it very memorable.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Having, having had the privilege of working for Graham for a season and working at Colorado golf club, I don't think you could have partnered with a better property up here. Um, I agree. We're a little bias nice, of course, from being there, but uh,
1: no, it's, yeah. I agree with you.
0: Very cool. And so, as the as the ranking PGA professional and your club, you mentioned that your members have been really, really involved in um, pretty much the experience from from head to toe. What has your involvement been in the preparation and just as a host host role?
1: Yeah. So when I was hired in 2021, we started the process for the event. Then I think you know John Ogden had started it before then. So you know, kind of over two years, we meet, we were meeting weekly. Um, We have a tournament chairman, which is, we're really blessed to have somebody that helps us kind of keep everything organized. But really, I mean, when the tournament begins, our staff will be responsible for the caddy operations, the practice tees, short game areas, and the merchandise. But before that, um, you know, Steve and I were basically every part of the, you know, the experience we're a part of. um, our members took care of the fundraising, but we have over 1600 volunteer um, spots to fill. So we already have closed that down. We have more than 800 people that have signed up to do two shifts for, for each volunteer. So really just, I mean, right now we meet four or five times a day, six days a week. So it's, it's Steve mention. I mean, it's like a second job, um, which is great, which makes our, it makes it a busy year, but, um, we're involved with with every aspect of the tournament, from ordering coolers to getting you know all the bathroom operations, the trash pickup, um, practice balls, uh, push carts, electric scooters, ordering you know hundreds of thousand of dollars of merchandise, and just volunteering for them. I mean, we could just go on and on and on. Our, our our op our our operations manual is a couple hundred pages. So we just kind of flip through it kind of weekly. So <laughs> wow.
0: That fun. the list goes on.
1: But it feels good. I think the lead up is monumental, but when you get to the week of the championship, it's like magic. I mean, I think at the end of the week we won't want to see it leave, but uh we're ready to kind of toast our champion together as a membership. So
0: for sure. And Steve, same with you. I know you're in the, the role of the ranking PGA professional at Eisenhower. What's your involvement been like in the preparation for hosting?
2: Uh, so I'm the ranking PGA professional, but our director of golf, Theo Gregory, is our director of golf. and And he's taken on an enormous role. And I have such a great support staff. Uh, that is doing this and just like Andrew said I'm involved in every single when the USJ comes out you know they're here and we have you know eight hour days and there's eight meetings in each one of those there's the you know the, the four caddy meeting the transportation meeting that you know so you sit through all those and you, and you get a kind of a 30,000 foot view of all that I'm, I'm not immersed in every single decision but I, but I have the ultimate trust in every one of those committee committee people so um and as Andrew said, again, listen to all those things, you know, probably the least concern of mine right now is once they once they teed off, that's it. But it's I'm worried about where the bathroom is going to go and where this concession is going to go and how much merchandise we have and how we're going to set the shop up and, you know, how we're going to shuttle people from this side of this of the golf course to this side. So those are all the logistical things that kind of keep me up at night sometimes. but. But I just want to add, too, that we at the Air Force Academy are, uh, you know, Andrew's talking about the Broadmoor who's hosted all these events and, and Colorado golf club and, and Cherry Hills. So to be in that, in that mix now, then that conversation is is really awesome for us to be part of that. And to think that the USGA has, has has that much confidence and and desire to play in the state of Colorado, that you've got four courses that are, that are within 60, 70 miles of each other that they come back to and come back to and come back to. And, and maybe again, we'll, we'll, we'll do something more down the road. We'll see how this first one goes
0: absolutely I yeah I'm excited for you guys at Eisenhower it's uh you're joining really great company in yeah. in hosting a championship like this so and we it's well deserved
2: history, a little bit of history Andrew celebrate and this hundred year so we so this course was was uh, dedicated by by Eisenhower in 1963 but we actually opened the design was done in 59 we opened around 61 and during that time, we hosted Shell's Wonderful World of Golf with Sam Sneed and Jimmy DeMerit in 1963. We hosted the 1991 Cannon Cup with Tiger Woods as a 15-year-old. So we have all this memorabilia. I have the actual letter that Eisenhower wrote to us in, in 1960 saying it's okay to use his name. So that's hanging in our clubhouse. He hit the first ter- ceremonial tee shot, so that club's hanging in our tavern as well. So, you know, we don't quite have the Cherry Hills history, but we're getting there.
0: Hey, it takes it takes a village, and it takes time to make up that history. So mm-hmm. that's that's really cool that you guys are are able to bring some light to that history too. Because I'm sure the championship is going to be able to to elevate a lot of those previous experiences and in the history mm-hmm. of Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. And uh, really cool.
2: and I think I'm jumping ahead, and, and this could be a previous question, but the uniqueness of this event, I think, from the USGA's perspective. And our perspective is so we have a 45-minute opening ceremony uh, the night of the first round of the practice round. So 156 players and parents and media and everybody else is going to be here. But I have a lineup. Um, within 45 minutes, I'll have um, USGA will speak. And then I have a woman named Eileen Collins, who's the first female shuttle commander, astronaut shuttle commander, will speak. And then she has a book, so all the contestants will get one of her books. Then somebody from our – uh, leadership will speak. And then I have uh, the Air Force Wings of Blue parachute team that will jump in on the driving range while uh, somebody from the Air Force band will sing God Bless America. Then a solo trumpeter will play the national anthem. And then a two-ship MC-130 flyover will culminate the opening ceremony. So I'm not sure how many USGA events have had that. And it's it's obviously something that we can offer that most places can't. So that'll be kind of unique for for us and the players, I hope.
0: For sure. Perks of uh, being a military installation. Mm -hmm. All of that is, I won't say readily available or at your disposal, but it is a little bit easier to coordinate. Yes. So very, very cool. I'll, what are the dates again? I think I need to. yeah
2: it's July fifteenth at at starting at four forty five and I've had to coordinate this and you know I'm a golf pro coordinating flyovers and jump in, which really isn't my avenue but <laughs> but, but all the people on this base have been just you know they do this a million times. they do flyovers all over the place, so they're not concerned about it at all, so it should very be pretty small, cool. spe- pretty special opening ceremony
0: agreed, sounds like it for sure very cool. Well, for both of you, we've talked a little bit about, uh, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, player experience, welcoming the players and very player focused as it should be. But, uh, Steve, what can fans expect when they come out to your championships?
2: They can expect that it's free, it's easily accessible, plenty of parking, plenty of, of transportation. And the public parking area is located maybe 100, 200 yards from the number 12 tee box. So they can walk right through there, or we can settle them around. But I think what's most exciting to, to me anyways is, is the, the players playing in this. Uh, so last year's winner of this event was a girl named Jana Wilson, and she'll be back. And the girl that came in second was Gianna Clemente, who, who she and her partner just won the USGA four ball, at at 16 years old they be two college players they'll be here. Yana Wilson, I mean, um, uh, Anna Davis just won the the AM at, at Augusta National at 16. She'll be here. So, you know, just like the USM, you, you, you know, you're know, you going to see a, a, a whole bunch of these players. But there's, you know, six or seven Hall of Fame players on it. There's multiple major champions on it. So you're going to get a chance to see these players at, at 16, 17, 18 years old. I have 120 golf coaches coming because this is the largest recruiting event for college for women's college golf and they're looking at the 15 and 16 year olds because the 17 and 18s are already committed yeah. and there's a good chance that the winner or the top few may just go right from here to the LPGA tour so that's exciting sure. to me
0: that's awesome wow that's that is really cool and i i think you made a good point at the beginning steve that yes this is a junior championship it's the u.s girls junior those are good players. I don't oh. care how old they are. To be there, to be in that field to earn their spot, like mm-hmm. they're all worth watching just as much as I think, you know, worth watching a PGA Tour event. They are so good.
2: They are. We have 14 countries represented. There were 1677 applicants to qualify for this, which is the largest number of applicants in the history of this event. And and out of that out of the 156 player field there's about 20 that have exemptions from from previous wins so really you have 1677 players vying for you know 130 spots so wow 44 qualifiers 32 states represented in 14 countries
0: that's amazing yeah best of the best of the best for junior golf girls it is yep, yep. incredible and now Andrew, kind of same question with you. I know you talked a lot about the player experience and, and what your members and stuff are doing to welcome the players, but uh, what can fans expect when they come to Cherry Hills for your championship?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of envious of what Steve said. We're a little different. Our piece of property is a little bit tighter. We're kind of in, you know, the kind of the metropolitan Denver area. We're going to be parking site at a local, um, high school. We'll shuttle the, the fans right to the, almost to the front door. Um, Security has been enhanced, so we, we got a good security process. And then, you know, we usher um, the fans right through a junior golf experience that our section professionals we're we're hoping they can come in and help us with like a drive, chip, and putt. And uh, we yeah we kind of usher them right out into our 18th fairway right below our clubhouse. So um, we've built a village out in the golf course near our halfway house to celebrate with you know beverage and food and there's not much rope and stake at all. So I know Steve's the same way, like you can walk almost hand in hand with these players and and it's probably better than a professional event because I mean, you literally are standing right next to people. You hear their caddies talking, you, you see the interactions and you feel the heat of the match. So, um, you know, our, our, our entire golf course will be open for spectators to be here, you know, from sun up to sundown. And um, we've created some good concession areas for, for people to kind of take part if they'd like to have some meals. Um, you know, the short game areas and practice tees will be there for the fans to. But, you know, for us, we're a private club, so we want to open our doors and we want to give back to the community. We want to do it financially through charities and we just we want to give back to fans. And, and I know that happened in the BMW in 2014. I've met a lot of people that maybe the last time they were here was for the BMW championship. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be a great experience. We're, we're going to sell a ton of merchandise. We're starting to receive that now. And, uh, <laughs> I think, it'll, I think I, you know, w- we're welcoming, I mean all, all the professionals on this uh, that will be listening to this. We, we really want all of our PGA professionals to come out, you know, bring their juniors and, uh, You know, juniors do get in free and the PGA professionals will as well. So um, the fans do have to purchase tickets, which is a little different than Steven as well. So um, I think 35 to 40,000 people will be here for the week. It's, It's pretty quiet during the stroke play match, you know, stroke play. It's really fans, you know, family and friends with the players and caddies. But once you get to match play, it gets kind of towards the end of the week and our membership and all the community comes out. It's, you can get 5,000 to 10,000 people watching a, the final match on a whole so it feels pretty big so we we really want to make us you know we want to look good on NBC we want as many people to come out here as possible
0: I love walking Cherry Hills I've same kind of thing with your with your uh, club I've been all over it for hosting junior championships in the yeah. past and and being around those tournaments but I've never gotten to play it and well, I I think it's exciting to watch you know, some of the most elite amateurs in the country or in the world, rather uh, just go out and see what they can fire. It'll be fun.
1: Well, you're welcome. We're going to get you out here. We owe you at least that for all the stuff you've done for the section in junior golf. So,
0: well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, So Andrew, how can the public purchase your tickets?
1: They can go to the uh, USJ website and just click on our championship link and you can purchase tickets right there. Um, Colorado golf club and Cherry Hills members were given tickets for their families and they had the option to buy more. And then everything else has been pushed through the, uh, u s a website. So usga.org, and then find the U S amateur tab and click on our championship. And there's information. We took down the volunteer information cause we're full of volunteers, but yeah, just click on tickets. And, uh, I think it's $25 a day. And, and, uh, unfortunately we wish it was free, but, um, just purchase a ticket and come out and see, see history.
0: Very cool. And Steve, I know you said entry for your tournament is free, but uh, do they have to get any kind of access or grounds pass to come through the gates? Nope,
2: they don't. Free uh, free admission and the gates will be open to the public with just a valid driver's license and a current registration on the vehicle. and no guns or anything like that, but, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty accessible. Very cool. I, yeah, I, just, we'll hope- I, just, I just hope that the city embraces it. The last two that I went to, one was in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which was, it was, it was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It just wasn't this big city. And then uh, century world, which is a Stevens point, Wisconsin, where the senior role is next week, um, it's the same thing. It's it's out there. So I hope with a city of six hundred thousand of avid golf fans and if you have a young golfer in your family or or anybody for that matter, as you mentioned, just come out and see the best players in the world for free is unbelievable.
0: For sure. Yeah, well having one of the championships be completely free and the other one, I think Andrew, you said twenty five bucks a day.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: That's super. I mean, in my mind, to go see a really, really great quality golf course and and players in an event run such as a championship, I think that's a pretty good price. I agree. Uh, Very cool. Are there any community activations on site for the championship? Things like uh, charity work or volunteer opportunities? I know, Andrew, you said your volunteer slots are full, but um, what else do you guys have going on that uh, the community can take part in?
1: Yeah. So we have a junior experience where we want to bring in and expose as many juniors in, in the city of Denver. A lot, a lot of juniors that, you know, may not have the means to, to learn how to play golf. Um, we have developed a, an experience, a drive chip, and putt. So um, we, we are bringing in it's, it's a tough week because in some counties it's the first week of school, but um we're trying to you know bring buses of children over and um we're asking our p j professionals to volunteer. We have shifts monday through through Sunday that week in the afternoon to, to kind of help with our simulators and yeah we're we're just trying to grow the game and um we're doing an arts and a and a stem experience with golf and um our membership is is really developed that and and That's separate from the U.S.A. I'm not sure the U.S.A. has really seen that type of activity before, but it's going to be in our pool where the entrance is for all of the um, championship spectators. So if if you have any juniors or you, you want to grow the game or just reach out to me, we'd love to. Bring we're we're looking at over a thousand juniors and they'll have a giveaway bag and take a, take home. So we're trying to grow the game through the championship and and then the other portion is all the money that we're given to charities. So, um, but yeah, that's our big one is the junior golf experience.
0: Sounds like a fun fun activity for the week. I remember seeing the one and being part of it at the U.S. Senior Open at the Broadmoor in eighteen, mm-hmm. and it get it was so fun. It was. Uh-huh. volunteer pga professionals and and safety volunteers and things like that but kids were able to come out and hit birdie balls and have kind of like you said a drive chip and putt experience and um i hope it's just as successful if not bigger oh, thank great.
2: you thank you holly so Andrew, is that part of your um 900 person volunteer that's, that's a lot of volunteers we have 200 and but is that part of it just you know manning the whole junior golf experience as well
1: It it is included yes um the whole marshaling is—it it could be a thousand shifts. So, we we asked our local clubs to help us a little bit there in the community. So, whole marshals is is the lion's share. Just being out in the golf course. I mean, I think we're going to go into championship week at four inches the rough, and they're they may not mow it again. So, four we, need, we, we need a. We've got pretty thick and dense rough here at Cherry Hill, so we need a lot of people helping us find these golf balls.
2: Yeah, we have uh, we've had three inch rough for the last two weeks, only because we had two rough mowers down. No, certainly, okay. not certainly not by design. And and you could hit a ball five yards off the fairway and it's gone. So yeah. now we're back to we'll probably be about two with green speeds about ten and a half, which is for these greens out here. Um, if you haven't played this golf course, you played the Broadmoor. It's the same thing. Uh, you, yeah. you get above the hole out here at ten and a half, and you're making a three or a five. You pretty much take a take the par to play. So wow, so, going to be fun.
0: We're looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Steve, do you have any other community activations or anything on site? Uh, are your volunteer spots completely filled yet?
2: Yep. We, filled, we needed 90 caddies. Um, and I would say we probably have 65 out of those 90 are members at our club, which for whatever player gets those caddies for the couple of practice rounds will be, invaluable uh, just to just just to read the greens out here but we don't have anything else other than that just to come out and watch best players in the world
0: very cool well that's definitely the perk for both of them for sure come out and watch the best well gentlemen that's about all the time we have uh any final thoughts on hosting your championships
1: well i'd love to say how proud we are to be to have two USA championships in the state of Colorado and nobody better to partner with than Steven and everything that he does and his uh, reputation, in the golf industry, we, it's a big deal to everybody. And even, you know, the United States to have these two specific ones and their, are major championships and uh, we're excited to partner with, with them and Colorado golf club and grand Cliff. So just wanted to throw that out and Holly excited that you chose, chose us to be on the program with you.
0: Oh, absolutely easy peasy for me. This yeah. so was this was a fun one, and I definitely learned a lot.
2: Yeah, and I can say, I, I can say what Andrew said. I've, I'm, you know, we're honored to be part of this, and and I've been fortunate to play Cherry Hills you know, one time years back, and 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 just that experience when you walk in that front door at Cherry Hills, it was just you could spend twenty minutes right there. So. Yeah that's pretty awesome so we're excited about it and uh again i'm, I'm happy to be partnered with these guys and cherry and hills people and thank you very much well thank you
0: very thank you both for joining us for this episode of the elevation podcast
2: all right thank you all. thank you, thank you.